0: All right, open your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10. As we come back to a section of Scripture that we've been studying and look at your sermon notes, you can see it's a very lengthy section. It goes from verse 14 down to verse 33. It's all still within this subject matter of this subject matter that we've been studying about liberty. And you feel like, wow, we've been in this for a long time, and we have. Because up here on the sea, it's chapters 8, chapter 9, chapter 10. It's all about this doctrine that the Apostle Paul wants us to get our arms around. And there's a lot of different nuances. And I tell you you that today, when we come to this study today, I am so pumped. Because I think I've got a, a passage that I've struggled with for many years down. It's so fun to be able to study the Word of God. I thank God for the privilege that I have. And so today we come to a passage that i'm going to challenge you once more to think you know we talked about this last week we talked about the fact that you're to think when you study the scriptures but last week look at remember we said in where was it oh down in verse where was it 15 i speak to you as wise men you judge what i say that was a command to think (coughs) now maybe our passage is going to be a little bit further down because we're going to really focus on the next section verses 23 to 26 we looked at if you're looking at your sermon those verses 14 to 22 but this passage is you come to it look at verse 23 all things are lawful but not all things are profitable all things are lawful but not all things edify that's a passage that it throws a lot of people off And I think today, you can leave today, I hope, understanding it and then having it apply to your life. All of this is in the section of dealing with liberty, right? We've been talking about liberty. Liberty, liberty, liberty. Freedom. Freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. And from chapter 8, where the Apostle Paul says in verse 9, when he says, but take care of this liberty... See that? Take care of this liberty. Why? Why is it so important that we take care? Because it is precious and that we don't mess it up and we don't abuse it and we don't hurt other people. Last week's illustration, if you weren't with us, I encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast, but it's the, this is the essence of it. If you were a slave and you were in chains and someone came and bought you out And all of a sudden, through that magical buying out, you could never do anything. No one could ever capture you and put you back in chains. That expression there, freedom, is what you would experience if that was true, if you were living as a slave. Spiritually, everyone was a slave to sin, and sin could never control you again. I mean, that is an amazing concept. And even if you mess up, and that's the thought. You know, like I'm walking down the street and I do something. I have a little lust. I have you know, a bad thought, a little anger. And next thing you know, chains are coming back on. It's time for you to get back under the slavery of Satan. He owns you, right? Well, it's not ever going to be the same. He can never put you under his control the same way you are free and so we as believers need to continually continually grasp this and as we come into this text we're coming to a text that I believe is going to emphasize more of the choices that we have and as we studied last week we talked about choices in a religious service and I hope you thought a lot about that But today we come, and it really deals with public services. Look at verses 23 to 26. All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. Verse 24, let no one seek his own good, but that of his neighbor. Eat anything that is sold in the meat market without asking questions for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord and all it contains. We're going to take two weeks to go through this. But really what this is dealing with is choices in the public arena. And I'm going to put this screen up. You guys know everyone's got preferences. I'm a dog person, but I'll put this up there for some of you people. This is a cat, okay? (laughs) Oh, that's nasty. I hope you don't do that in public, right? That's a meme that's out there. Listen, as we go through this, I wish, even as a young person, I didn't grow up in the church, I think I really wish this would have been driven home. There is things that you can do in public and there are things that you can do in private and there are things in private that should not be done in public. And as we go through this text, there's a challenge here for us to sometimes think through some religious things that we can do privately but we should never do publicly because the reality of it is, what happens is it impacts other people and the way they look at us and the way it impacts them could be adverse and god doesn't want us to to think that now that i'm a christian i can act any way i want remember i'm free so therefore i should be able to no we we kind of alluded to this in chapter 8 but this really hits home when we begin to understand verse 23 now as we look at this here's the overarching principle Think of others when you make your free choices. And when I talk about this idea of free choices, this has really hit me because what do I mean by free choices? And I want to give you three illustrations. And I think you'll really grasp this. And then I'm going to hope it take it into your (coughs) your own private lives. This past, past week, Josh and I had the opportunity to go around to a bunch of college campuses, and when we went on to these college campuses, Josh is being recruited, and they're talking to him about coming into, to, you know, be admitted in their school, and we would be taken into these admissions, really nice lounges, and almost everywhere we went this week, there was a thing of pop, or a refrigerator, with a sign, like, free, complimentary, all right? So, when you're there, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, how nice it is to be able to go in there and get a bottle of water you know get a pop if you want but how inappropriate would have been for me to bring my suitcase into that meeting and all of a sudden load it up fill out take everything that's in there like the admission counselor would be like what are you doing right what kind of dad are you well you said free right it would have been totally inappropriate right now how many of you are observant and you're watching you see the sec- this line here. It was all beer, and what I'm thinking is at the same time too. The reason I put this one, this isn't just arbitrarily thrown up there. This is the idea is like it might not have been appropriate for me. Hey, I'm passing Mike. I'm like thinking I'm having my kid come to school. Let me take a couple beers, you know, and, and because in private listen is it wrong to drink and i know from conservative circles and stuff like that oh never touch alcohol never touch it but the reality of it is god never says never touch alcohol he says don't get drunk and there's a lot of people who do get drunk and it's totally inappropriate that's a sin but drinking in and of itself isn't but in public it probably wouldn't have been good for pastor mike to be sitting in the admissions lounge down in a couple of beers in front of everybody all right and i and i think and, and i gotta tell you you guys know privately the you know how i am i i don't drink i don't um it's not my practice in any way shape or form so even private or pu- publicly but i just want you to understand. you don't take as much as you want some of you have go to these weddings right and and or you go to a situation and the next illustration is you go and they have these taco bars all right i've been to a couple weddings lately where they go taco bars my wife said you can't have i don't think there's always signs that say free taco bars but but i've been at a couple of these things where they've got taco bar now i'm thinking to myself how appropriate would it be for me that if i'm the first one in line that i'd have a paper bag there and i take all the taco shells because i love taco shells and i know like when i go to taco bell i love to take the you know the 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 sauces i take all you know but how if you go to, like, Taco Bell, and you take the entire container of sauces? Totally inappropriate. Now, I know you guys are getting this, right? These are over the entire, you know, illustrations, but you, you get it. There's a sense where you, we've all been places where somebody sees the sign free, and they hoard, don't they? I mean, sure every one of us could give an experience where somebody has just gone a little bit too far, right? And I, I'd be kind of curious to hear some of your illustrations. Now the next one is totally inappropriate, where you say, these things are all allowable. Was the pop free? Was the taco stuff free? Absolutely. You know, how about like this? Is it, you know, my wife's away, sleepover party at my house, All right? Last December, all the women came to my house, and they had a pajama party at my house. Uh, well, I just don't think it would be appropriate without my wife there, is for us to have the uh, you know and you say well that's just are you allowed to do stuff can people come over absolutely but there is a sense of propriety and as we go through this what we want to understand is that God is trying to tell us there are different scenarios and different places where liberty is going to play out so what we saw and what we understand is the fact that we saw in verses 14 to 22 this area of liberty, when you go into a public worship service, God doesn't want you to participate in their meal. Look at back at was it verse 21. I, I hope you thought about that because whether you're going to a, I'll say, a Buddhist or a Mormon or a so-called religious service that has communion where they think the elements turn into the actual body and blood of jesus you are not to participate in that it is crossing the line look at verse 22 you cannot drink the cup of the lord and the cup of demons you cannot partake of the table of the lord and the table of demons and the warning was there in verse 22 do we or do you provoke the lord to jealousy we're not stronger than he are we okay and so what we got to see is that there, there's that don't do this we're we're coming to this section today. with dealing with the marketplace? And the key for us in this is verse 25. <coughs> Excuse me. As we transition from verse 22 into this section, verse 23 to 26, you see verse 25 eat anything that is sold in the meat market. In the meat market, and it's like it's a word that's an expression that's going to deal with the marketplace, the public. So we're going to be learning about making choices in public. And then last week, we're going to see, as we're going to go into the next section, it's in someone's home. Now, all of this deals with prohibitions. Why prohibitions? And we said prohibitions and allowances is because of the fact that here, when we're dealing with these choices, sometimes God says, no, I don't want you to do it. And we don't want to be people like these people who are celebrating Uh, the fact that yeah god the the united states wouldn't allow them to have alcohol but they're just laughing it off no big deal but what i don't want us to do is to push too far and i think that's where the apostle paul is going i want you to understand look at verse 23 that sometimes there's allowances okay and and here's where we're going to get into it so False religious services, you're commanded not to participate. You're to understand how false worship and Christianity are are incompatible. Flee from it. Again, go back, listen to the podcast from last week. Really went into the details of that. But now we come into this one, and here we are in the marketplace. So verse 23, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own good, but that of his his neighbor. Keep anything that's sold in the marketplace. Without asking questions for, for conscious sake, okay? For earth is the Lord and all it contains. And here's the principle. Number one, as we're gonna work through this, is edify over gratify, all right? Edify over gratify. We've got communion today. I just wanna focus on this one edify over gratify. And you see, when he says, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all edify. What is he getting at? It's a, it, 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 and I think what he's trying to say is, when you're going to make your choices, what I want you to do is not think about yourself, but think about how you're going to build and impact other people. That's the principle that I talked about earlier. Now, the key question is this. What does all things refer to? This is an interesting expression, and like someone said to me last week, this is something they struggle with because all means all, right? All means all. I believe what the Apostle Paul is dealing with here is an expression that has become very popular as he has taught the Old Testament law is gone. Jump back to chapter 6. Remember, we've seen this in a form already in chapter 6. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12 The Apostle Paul says, all things are lawful for me. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. It sounds that's the exact same expression. How many of you remembered that? All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. What what was the context of this statement? Remember, the Apostle Paul was teaching, interestingly, about lawsuits. And the idea is that Christians were not to sue other Christians. And the idea was that sometimes people can offend you, take advantage of you, but you you need to to recognize that you're not to stick it back to them. You're to forgive. You're to give grace. And then he took it in a far interesting direction. He starts going through all these sins, and a majority of them deal with the sexual arena. Because what happens is sexually often people do take advantage of one another and he's and and he wants us to understand we're not supposed to be like that we're not supposed to be people who continue to take advantage of other people in the sexual arena as well as being a thief and all those other things and it's out of that when he says in verse 11 such for some of you but you were washed you were sanctified you were justified in the name of our lord jesus christ and in the spirit of our god For you, all things are lawful, right? So he says all things are lawful for me, meaning all things are now allowed. I believe in regards to the Old Testament, okay? I believe it refers to all things in the law. And I think that when you go back, if you go back to 1 Corinthians 10, if you understand the Old Testament law there were 613 commandments and we've been studying the, this concept of the law and its application and as we've been going through the book of galatians our push my push for tuesday night the men's study i believe the old testament law is gone and i think the reason whether paul is talking about this in 1 corinthians 6 or here in chapter 10 is because just like that expression Give me liberty or give me death. And people, we've been quoting that from Patrick Henry as we've been dealing with liberty. This got to be a very catchy phrase. The Apostle Paul has taught the law is done. And so people started saying, all things are lawful, all things are lawful, all things are lawful. But I think the Apostle Paul wants to qualify it, okay? And so he wants them to understand there's certain qualifications. So in the Old Testament law, Deuteronomy 7 um, 25 to 26 banned anything tied to idol worship, but 1 Corinthians 8 believers can now eat food from an idol ceremony. So, all things are lawful. Yes, food sacrificed to idols where it was once banned can now be eaten. Remember this because remember over in chapter 8, and you say to yourself, What in the world? why would this stuff this is abhorrent but what we have learned is the fact that sometimes you can't eat it you shouldn't eat it and that's why we get this little part tacked on but it's not always profitable and then somebody comes back and says well wait a second wait a second you know does this mean that we can have total licentiousness and all kinds of sin and the idea has to be that you understand the Old Testament law is gone. So that's the thing you want to keep going to. All things are lawful. All things. Everything that's in the law is lawful. But there's a qualifier. <coughs> and and this is where there are limits. As certain actions are still prohibited in the law the new testament for example we just saw up in verse 21 you cannot eat the drink look at 21 you cannot drink the cup of the lord and the cup of demons you cannot partake of the table lord and table demons god is saying right there i don't want you to do this i don't want you to do this so wait a second i thought all things are lawful well sometimes you're told you can't do things and then just go over just one couple books over to ephesians ephesians chapter four just turn your bibles to the book of ephesians chapter four and i want you to see here is just one of numerous I, I don't know how many commands there are in the new testament that all of a sudden we begin to say there wait a second there are there are still commands that prohibit certain actions so if someone of will say well i'm free and i can do whatever i want well you've got a passage like ephesians chapter four verse 28 that says this where is my verse 28 it's um he who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he may have something to share with those who have need. And then I can even add, you know, if I just was going to go on, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word that is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will grieve, give grace to those who hear. And then he goes on, and there's more, and there's passages dealing with forgiveness. My whole point in all of this is that I want you to see that there's qualifications so that when we say, all right, look, <laughs> um, the Old Testament law is gone. All things are lawful. Old Testament law is gone. It's real simple. But when you come back to 1 Corinthians and 10, you have got to understand there's qualifiers. And the qualifiers are the people of God who are spiritual get it. And they understand it. And you don't run with this and say, oh, my goodness, now that... Now that the old testament law is completely gone i can act any way i want because god is trying to say listen there's going to be rules and there's going to be understandings and there's sometimes going to be preferences and what we want to go to is this we want to understand that at uh, in the context as we're pointing to verse 25 at times eat food tied. uh, you can eat food tied to idols but then there are times when you should not so you know there are times when I can have a sleepover at my house, and there are times when I can't. There are times when I might take three or four tacos, and there might be a time when I realize I can only take one. All right There are times when I could take any beverage out of that free container, and there are times when I can only take water. What you need to understand is that I hope the Holy Spirit and God will be guiding you and discerning so that you understand you have a responsibility how you act okay and so where you think well how is this going to play out well it's going to play out in many different things regarding you're dealing with people from other religions people who deal with i believe false christian religions and then there's a whole litany of other examples like you know where people say no dancing no card playing no drinking no smoking and really i found the list being exhaustive because sometimes people come in and they'll say you know this you know in a public setting, I don't think you should do this. In a public setting, you sh- you know you should do that. So you know there are times when you could say, in a public setting, you know I can dance. Another t- situation, I it would be totally inappropriate. It'd be totally appropriate for me to go out in a intimate dancing class late at night without my wife. It would be totally inappropriate, I think, for me to go in public to the casino and say, oh, you know, Pastor Mike, he's one of our best, he's one of the best poker players down at the, the local casino. I just totally inappropriate, totally inappropriate, I think, if you saw, hey, you know, there's the bar down the street, and that's where, our, that's where our pastor hangs out every Friday night. Hey, you know, I see our pastor, he, you know, he's always in the cigar store, smoking away. And again, and I tell you, I, I even put that one up there because I hate smoking. And people always come back and say, "You know, I think smoking should be stopped. I don't think we should do it. You got, your body's the holy temple. Well, many of those passages about the body being the holy temple is the entire church. Some of the greatest theologians smoked. I, I hate it. My mother died because of the complications of smoking. I detest smoking. But I can't go too far. As I want you to understand, my my passion as a pastor is to teach the bible accurately and not go too far not to bring in my own ideas so but you can see how this can apply all things are lawful i think every one of these are lawful all right they're okay but not everything edifies and that's look look at verse 23 all things are lawful but not all things are profitable and the idea of profitable is they add to the situation they build up and i think he's really looking to the idea of he's looking to the idea of the second half of verse 23 where he says but not all things edify build things up and this is what we are supposed to do as christians we're supposed to impact and help other people become more like jesus christ okay and so <coughs> this is an interesting study Every one of these verses tied to this concept, God's Word, preaching and teaching, agape love, and service, all deal have a quote with edification. We got time. Won't you just quickly like turn to Acts chapter 20? Right? It's Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Let me see where is it is. Okay, in, in the context here, the Apostle Paul says, as he says and now i commend you to god to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance amongst all those who are sanctified god's word is the supreme <clears throat> the supreme means of building people up when you go out and you live out god's word or you share god's word and you know instead of me going out in a certain situation and doing something just for myself But maybe I share a verse or do something like that. I'm going to build people up. Second, if you go to 1 Corinthians 14, verses 3 to 4. 1 Corinthians verses um, 3 and 4. It talks about um, when we speak to men for edification, exhortation, and consolation. The idea here is when we share and we preach and we teach, the idea is we build people up. And so sometimes you pull someone aside and you say, hey, do you understand how this applies to your life? I don't think it just necessarily has to be the pastor, even in that context, it's a pastor role that I think they're talking about. But we can build people up. Third, agape love. Go to 1 Corinthians 8, verse 1. Look at that in the context. Many of you are already there, if you haven't turned your page. 1 Corinthians 8, when we started this entire subject regarding liberty now concerning things sacrificed to idols we know that all have knowledge knowledge makes arrogant but love what does it do it edifies and i think you we understand when we love people we're gonna make an impact and how do i know i'm loving well i'm patient and kind not jealous not bragging not arrogant you go through that and all of a sudden you impact people and they want to become more like christ And then lastly, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, where everything's working together to equip the saints for the work of service to the building up or the edification of the body of Jesus Christ. So what are we talking about here? Is The idea is when I start to make choices, and we'll go more into the details next week of being in a public setting where people can watch us and people can see us, I just think I want to think through how it's impacting my understanding of God's word and maybe in a situation of my sharing and teaching people. Because I think to myself, I have to live out my preaching and teaching. I mean, if you see me doing things that are improper, it's really going to take away from my impact with you. And think about it for you, with you know, people in your own family. Um, So the idea of preaching and teaching, agape love, how I am patient kind, not jealous in the way I think, the way I speak, the way I act towards people, it's going to impact them because I want to edify. You say, Pastor, I just want to be free. I just want to do my own thing. All things are lawful. I'm not under the Old Testament. You're right. You're not. You're not under the Old Testament. You're not going to have to follow all 613 commandments. But there are restrictions on you and it's challenging because you have to think of other people remember i start that's where we started you know i I go through the i go through the free pop line right and i all of a sudden i just take a bag of pop you say that's totally inappropriate well come on pastor let's let's go we're not just dealing with pop well in one sense you're right we go beyond that the places i go the things i do people see me people see you your family sees you. Your kids see you. Everyone watches. We cannot live on an island. And you say, well, I just wish that people weren't watching. Oh, I'm sorry. We live in a society. People watch you. Um, with liberty in Christ, you have choices. We are not programmed robots. We are people made in the image of God, and we can make choices. Sometimes we take things that are free, and we, we can take too much, and we should stop. And sometimes we're allowed to do something but we shouldn't because it's not the best, okay? Motives and situations do change, but guess what? You cannot do things that are sinful. You cannot fool God. God knows your motivation, your motivation when you do certain things. So remember, edify over gratify, gratifying yourself, and you have to think of other people. Are you thinking constantly of other people? And as we go into communion, that's the challenge. Because I'm telling you, you think, wait, again, where does this apply? Listen, it's amazing. In the past week or two, I've been amazed that there are people who profess to be Christians and they're sharing horoscopes. I mean, can, like, what are you doing? You talk about false worship? Uh, what, what, why are Christians sharing horoscopes? Why are sh- Christians talking about being at false Christian worship services? Let alone, you know, you start to go out into the meat market and you think, you know, this whole thing about food, sacrifice to idols, you know, and and the pastor's telling us this, free from idolatry, run from it, I don't see it. Well, remember, I've told you, we're living in a day and age when a lot of, like, Islamic meat is being sold even in our grocery stores. And you have to be wise, you have to be discerning about what you're buying. So think about it, contemplate it, we'll come back next week, we'll go more into detail about the meat meat markets and the public locations. But all of you guys know, you're in a bubble. We are, people are watching. And I pray that the impact we make upon people is one that builds them up. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you've made us all think about the way we act. (laughs) Laughingly, Lord, there could be people here that have taken too much pop, taken too many tacos, taken too much uh, shady activities. And it's a challenge, God, for all of us to be sometimes taken in, held back, help us to think through this, God, as we now turn to take communion. I'm hoping that there's a sense where we realize that we have an obligation to other people. We can't just say, I don't care what my wife thinks, my husband thinks, my kids think. Because we're going to be held accountable for the impact we made on other people. I pray, Lord, that we're discerning in this. This isn't always a feel-good message. This is a challenge. Our actions do impact people. Our actions and the way it impacts the, the word and the preaching and teaching and our love and our service. When we do things, we make a difference. Help us, God to really think this through as we now turn to our fellowship over the table of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.